Welcome to Damn Good Movie Memories with your host, Ryan Davis. This podcast is the cure for your long commute and super boring work day. Hey there, it's Brian Davis, and for this week's episode, we're going to court. We're going to trial, and hopefully we don't go to jail. But if you do go to jail, you can watch, you can listen to our episode on prison movies, and you would enjoy that too. But for now, we're trying to stay out of jail, but we're going to go to court. And I have a top 10 list. Let me start with it now. All right, my number 10 is Presumed Innocent from 1990. This is a terrific legal thriller starring Harrison Ford, Bonnie Bedelia, Raul Julia, and Brian Dennehy. The film is based on the novel of the same name by Scott Turow. Now, fans of Law & Order and the plethora of other TV detective shows should love this movie. Uh, the acting is just terrific, and the ending is, is pretty unexpected for most viewers. Great twist. And if you watch a lot of mysteries and, and, and shows and things like that, you may guess it. But again, for me to try to describe out the plot, I don't want to give any spoilers. So take my word for it. Check it out. Terrific, especially if you like Harrison Ford. All right, number nine is 12 Angry Men from 1957. Now, you might think this is kind of a cheat because technically they're not in the courtroom at all. It's all in the jury box and so or in the jury room trying to determine a verdict. But it's close enough. It's part of the legal process. I'm going to give it a pass. And it's just a fascinating film because the entire movie takes place literally in one room, which is very Hitchcockian, you know, a, a thing to do that he would do. Uh, the film is about a sequestered jury who must determine the fate of a young man accused of murder. Now, at first glance, the decision seems cut and dry. But one of the jurors, played by Henry Fonda, pleads with the 11 other jurors to discuss every possible scenario before passing judgment. It's really a fascinating look at human nature and how the jury system works. In addition to Fonda, you get a bunch of well-known actors, including Lee J. Cobb, Jack Klugman, Jack Warden, Ed Begley, and E.G. Marshall. Number eight is The Verdict from 1982. Really powerful courtroom drama starring Paul Newman, Charlotte Rampling, Jack Warden, and James Mason. I just realized Jack Warden's going to be in a lot of this. He's in another one coming up. Newman is just fabulous, as he always is, as a lowly alcoholic lawyer who once had aspirations of greatness but was framed for jury tampering. Due to the tainted stigma he has, he turned to drinking and became a glorified ambulance chaser. Newman decides to take on a medical malpractice case thinking he can make a quick score financially, but the case starts to take shape and he realizes that he's onto something way bigger than just money. I believe Newman was nominated for an Oscar. I'm not sure if he won, but... I mean, you really can't go wrong with Paul Newman, and this is definitely one of his best later era movies. All right, number seven is Suspect from 1987, and this stars Cher, Dennis Quaid, and Liam Neeson. Uh, there's also great character actors like John Mahoney and uh, Joe Mantegna. Uh, just really well done. And uh, we had talked about Cher previously in uh, Musician Actors, and she's in the 80s. She could do no wrong, and here she plays a defense attorney who's trying to basically get a man off that's he's a homeless man who is accused of murder who may or may not have done it uh, he's kind of mute in many ways I believe he's deaf um, and so the, she's just trying to work her way through this and he's not very uh, welcoming to her um, and then Dennis Quaid uh, decides to help her with Possibly some jury tampering. Anyway, it's a really done, complex film, and definitely check it out if you missed it. Number six is Adam's Rib from 1949, and this is probably my favorite Spencer Tracy and Katherine Hepburn movie. Uh, they starred in nine movies total together. Uh, Tracy and Hepburn are always wonderful, but the real treat here is Judy Holliday in a supporting role which adds comedy to the film. So here's the plot. Tracy and Hepburn are married lawyers who disagree on a local case involving Ju Judy Holliday. Holiday shot her husband in the arm and is suspected uh, when she suspected he was having an affair. So Tracy believes that Holiday should be charged with attempted murder, while Hepburn empathizes with Holiday, believing there's a double standard regarding adultery for men and women. Tracy ends up being picked to be the prosecutor on the case, and so Hepburn decides to become Holiday's defense lawyer. And of course, the fireworks ensue. All I'm trying to say is that there are lots of things that a man can do, and in society's eyes, it's all hunky-dory. A woman does the same thing, the same, mind you, and she's an outcast. Finished. 
No. Now, I'm not blaming you personally, Adam, because this is so. Oh, well, that's awfully large of you. No, no, it's not your fault. All I'm saying is, why let this deplorable system seep into our courts of law where women are supposed to be equal? Mostly, I think, females get advantages. We don't want advantages. And we don't want oh, prejudices. Don't get excited, honey, and don't. Oh, you're excited. giving me the Britain Mall, right? Well, what did she try to do? She tried what? to keep her home intact. Yeah, by knocking off her husband. She didn't knock him off. She... He's alive. She didn't kill him. She tried. She missed. Well, all right. Now, supposing... What do you want to do? Give her another shot at him? No, I don't. Jonathan a... Burns, my goat. Your what? My goat, my goat. Crime should be punished, not condoned. If a woman commits Anybody it. commit... Here, pull over. Oh, drivers you'll put me away yet number five is a few good men from 1992 now usually the first thing that comes to mind for this movie is the famous jack nicholson line which is you can't handle the truth if you've already seen the movie a few times you'll find yourself trying to remember when the line is delivered however when i first saw it in the theater i would have never guessed that the line would become so iconic and actually it's a shame that it's pretty much only known for that but there's much more to it it's one of the best courtroom movies there is and I've always enjoyed the acting in this film, because, of course, you get Nicholson, Tom Cruise, Demi Moore, Kevin Pollack, Kevin Bacon, and Kiefer Sutherland. So if you miss this movie the first time around, you, you got to be sure to check it out. And again, it's a powerful scene with Nicholson at the end, and it's going to get the sound bites. But there's much more to this film than just that. The acting is just terrific. Colonel, I just need a copy of Santiago's transfer order. What's that? Santiago's transfer. You guys have paperwork on that kind of thing. I, I just need it for the file. For the file? Yeah. Of course, you can have a copy of the transfer order for the file, Danny. I'm here to help in any way I can. Thank you. You believe that, don't you, Danny? That I'm here to help you in any way I can? Of course. Corporal will take you by personnel on your way out to the flight line and... You can have all the transfer orders that you want. But you have to ask me nicely. I beg your pardon? You have to ask me nicely. You see, Danny, I can deal with the bullets and the bombs and the blood. I don't want money and I don't want medals. What I do want for you to stand there in that faggoty white uniform and with your Harvard mouth extend me some fucking courtesy. You gotta ask me nicely. Colonel Jessup, if it's not too much trouble, I'd like a copy of the transfer order. Sir. No problem. Number four is The Runaway Jury from 2003. This is a fabulous legal thriller based on the novel of the same title by John Grisham. The movie stars John Cusack, Gene Hackman, Dustin Hoffman, and Rachel Weisz. So my dad's a huge fan of Grisham's work and owns all of his books, so this story was already on my radar. When I heard that both Gene Hackman and Dustin Hoffman were going to be in the film, I was all in. Interestingly enough, this is the first film that the duo had appeared in. The basic plot involves jury tampering based on, a tri on the trial of a gun manufacturer who's being sued by the widow of a man killed during a mass shooting at his office two years prior. The story is very well crafted and suspenseful and definitely worth checking out if you're into legal dramas. I believe in the novel, though, instead of being a gun manufacturer, I believe it had to do with big tobacco. Uh, don't quote me on that, though. Uh, excuse me, we're cleaning up in here. Am I going to get beat up now, Mr. Rohr? What'd you do to my witness? Threaten his family? Write him a check? Just curious about what your technique is, Mr. Fitch. Maybe he uh, decided against biting the hand that fed him these past few years. You know exactly why he came to us. Oh, please. Don't tell me you hung your case on somebody's conscience. I hung my case on my own conscience. Oh. I get it now. You are a moral man living in a world of moral relativity. It's just so quaint, so precious. Hey, don't do that. This is about my witness, right? This is about you messing with my client, my case, and the rules of law that govern our country. And our you... country? Yes. If you're relying on testimony to win this case, you've already lost it, fella. You think this jury cares anything about negligent distribution, product liability? You bet your ass. Oh, most of them can't even say the words, let alone understand the meaning. 
You think your average juror is King Solomon? No. He's a roofer with a mortgage. He wants to go home and sit in his barca lounge here and let the cable TV wash over him. And this man doesn't give a single solitary drop about truth, justice, or your American way. Number three is Anatomy of a Murder from 1959. This is a brilliant courtroom drama directed by Otto Preminger and stars James Stewart, Lee Remick, Ben Gazzara, Eve Arden, and George C. Scott. The movie is still very powerful today, but very controversial at the time of its release as the movie and trial is centered around the rape of a woman played by Lee Remick. Mainstream movies in the 1950s normally did not get into topics like sex crimes. Murder, yes. Sex, not so much. The movie is incredibly thorough and deliberate, therefore the movie is kind of long at 160 minutes. However, the movie does not feel long, especially if you're into the legal process and the research and investigation it takes to get ready for a trial. And as I mentioned before, the cast is amazing, and I'll watch any movie with James Stewart in it. Number two is Injustice for All from 1979. Great courtroom drama starring Al Pacino, Jack Warden, who's been in three of my top ten, John Forsyth, and Lee Strasberg. Pacino's performance when he gives his opening statement at the end of the film is legendary. I won't give anything away in case you haven't seen the movie before, but if you're interested in legal dramas, this is an excellent movie to check out. And and Pacino was was spotless in the 70s, and this was a great way to wrap it up. The basic plot involves a defense attorney, played by Pacino, who is being blackmailed by a corrupt judge, played by Forsyth. And he's trying to get him to take his case after the judge is accused of raping a woman. Uh, The sport cast includes Jeffrey Tambor, Christian Lockheed... Or uh, yeah, Christian, La- <laughs> sorry, Christine Lahti and Craig T. Nelson. Christian, you are out of order. You're out of order. You're out of order. The whole trial is out of order. They're out of order. All right, my number one pick, and I don't believe anyone picked it, but it is my favorite, and it's from 1957, and it's witness for the prosecution. Charles Lawton is just amazing as a master barrister, which is, or barrister, which is a lawyer in England who takes on a client, played by Tyrone Power, accused of murdering an older widow for her vast fortune. Lawton is not in good health, and Elsa Lanchester, who is also his wife in real life, it plays Lawton's private nurse and tries to keep him from taking the case. The back and forth between Lawton and Lanchester is just hilarious, and Marlon Dietrich rounds out the fine cast of stars. While the entire movie is great, the ending is totally unexpected and makes you want to watch the movie over and over again to see what you missed and how it led up to that ending. So if you're a fan of courtroom movies, again, you gotta watch Witness for the Prosecution. You might have missed it if you're not into old movies, but to me, this had to be number one. What a beautiful day. I've been hoping we'd have a bit of sun for our homecoming. I always say it's worth having all the fog just to appreciate the sunshine. Is there too much of draft? Shall I roll up the window? Just roll up your mouth. You talk too much. If I'd have known how much you talked, I'd never have come out of my coma. This thing weighs a ton. Now, now, we've been flat on our back for two months. We'd better be careful. <sighs> lovely, lovely. It must be perfectly lovely to live and work in the inns of court. How lucky you lawyers are. I almost married a lawyer once. I was in attendance when he had his appendectomy and we became engaged as soon as he could set up. And then peritonitis set in and he went like that. He certainly was a lucky lawyer. All right, now let's get into what everyone else has to say in this week's episode. Okay, we're going to court and we're back with Keith. Welcome back, Keith. Thanks, Brian. I appreciate it. All right, for this one... This has always been one of my go-to, not go-to, but this has always been one of my favorite kind of genres, and it's courtroom dramas, and I don't know, there's just something about, I don't know, the, the back and forth, and maybe it's not like that in real life. I, I've been on a jury, and it, definitely you don't get the dynamics like that, but I've always been fascinated with you know, the process of law and how, how certain lawyers can really pre- you know, present their cases, and so it's really fascinating to watch it. In, in a movie, and it can be very powerful. So how many did you come up with uh, for your favorite courtroom dramas? I've got a couple of honorable mentions, and then I've got a top five. Awesome. So I, I love doing the top five. So you, you come through with those. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, there's something about watching a courtroom drama on TV that, you know, it just, they never seem to go like that in real life. Even no. When, 
even like the like the OJ trial or like the Judas Priest trial, mm-hmm. it, they were never never were near like that. But of course, that's the magic of movies. So exactly. Have you ever been on a jury before? I did get that get that privilege, I guess, to sit on a jury, and it was nowhere near like that. Um, so, what kind of case was it? It was a suspected DUI. Okay. Yeah, you know, I a lot of people want to get out of it. I totally get it. I actually wanted to be on one because I wanted to see how it went. And uh, I've been on two. One was a personal injury case, and then one was a domestic violence one. That one definitely was not as, as much fun, but it was still very interesting to see how the process goes, you know. Yeah. All right, let's get right into uh, your picks. If you want to do your honorable mentions first, we can do that, or however you want to do it. Yeah, sure. Uh, so my first honorable mention uh, was JFK. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think at that point, I, I mean, we all knew the story behind it, but I never really dove deeper into, like, if everything I was told in school and in the history was true. So I thought that was pretty cool the way they kind of drew it out and kind of said that there could be other options for it. Mm-hmm. Are you, into, my other, are you into Oliver Stone at all? Yeah, okay. very, very much so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, growing up, I, I went to high school that was at very Doors oriented, like because the keyboard player for the Doors had graduated from my high school, so oh. you saw pictures of him everywhere. So Ray Manzarek. Once that movie came out, we were all like, "Oh yeah, we all have to see it." It's kind of like the rite of passage. Absolutely, for us, so. absolutely. Yeah, that movie. Um, I don't know if it holds up as well now. Um, obviously, the music's amazing, but Val Kilmer. I, yeah, I have a mixed relationship with, <laughs> with Val Kilmer, so. I agree. He's good in some, and then you get the island of Dr. Moreau. Yes. So. Oh, what a – there's an amazing podcast uh, called How Did This Get Made, and they did uh, – they, they always do movies that are, for the most part, pretty bad or, you know, obviously by the title, How Did This Get Made, and, and they do an amazing episode on the island of Dr. Moreau. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, definitely check that out. That had to be a tax shelter for the, the movie company or oh, something that time. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, the other honorable mention I had is A Time to Kill. Oh, yeah, definitely. Andy Grisham, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember a lot of the John Grisham movies, but that one seemed to stick out a little bit more for me. Yeah, my favorite Grisham, and it's not actually a courtroom drama, but it's obviously with the law, but The Firm. I love The Firm. Yeah, yeah, that one was good, too. Yeah. All right, so my number five is... I, I, I'll be honest, I'm not a, a classic movie guy. Mm-hmm. Usually growing up when it was black and white, I would never watch it. But this was one of the few that I did remember watching and reading the book in high school was uh-huh. To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's a go-to for a lot of people. So there was just something about that movie that you know captured me, I think, because I had to read the book numerous times in, in high school yeah. and give all that. So that made it more interesting for me. Uh, my number four, Devil's Advocate. Yeah, that's a. I remember seeing that in the theater. Yeah, definitely. I think that's Charlie's Theron's first movie. Is it? I, yeah, I don't know. I just remember the insanity of Pacino. Oh yeah, <laughs> he but owns that's that. Kind of redundant, I think. Insanity and Pacino and acting, but uh, yeah, and and again, like I, some people love Keanu. I have a mixed relationship with Keanu too. So um, yeah, he, he he's okay in that one. Yeah, I, I enjoyed him. Um, my number three is probably on most people's list. And it's A Few Good Men. Oh, definitely. One of probably the classic courtroom dramas. Yes, absolutely. Uh, my number two, this is probably a stretch. I don't know if it's true drama, but I would say some of the courtroom scenes are kind of dramatic. But My Cousin Vinny. You know, I was I was grappling with this because it is a, it's almost like, I wouldn't even call it a dramedy, but there is drama elements in it. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, anyone, I always, I already said to myself, anybody that picks this, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deny it because yeah. it's such a great courtroom type movie. And my number one, um, I just like the twists and turns of this whole movie, which was Primal Fear. Oh, that's a great one. I, I don't know if anyone's gonna pick that. So that that's great with uh, Richard Gere, right? Richard Gere and uh, Edward Norton. Yeah, yeah, really good and a great twist at the end. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No spoiler alerts. We're not giving anything no. away if they've never seen it. So, but yeah, that's that. To me, yep. that's one of the reasons why it sticks in my mind. So. Absolutely. Definitely check out that movie. I think it came out in the mid '90s, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was early on in Norton's career. Yeah. So. Yeah. And he's supposedly very difficult to work with, but a tremendous actor. Yeah, that's that's I think one of the reasons why he's no longer in uh, the Marvel universe. Yeah, because he was great as Bruce Banner, but uh, Mark yeah. Ruffalo kind of took that over. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably easier to work with him. So definitely, definitely. Well, it's kind of like Val Kilmer. They said too. So he kind of screws himself out of out of some roles. But yeah. 
But anyway, great list. Uh, hope you don't get on a jury any, you know, anytime soon. So <laughs> I'd rather be in the jury than on the other side of that. So yeah. <laughs> great point. Great point. <laughs> As always, thank you so much, Keith. Anytime. Thank you. All right, we're back with DJ Metal Mike. Welcome back. Hey, brother. What's going on, man? How you been? Doing great. And as always, check out Metal Mike on Tuesdays and Fridays on That Metal Station. You can check out all of his great work. And if you're into hard rock and heavy metal, he'll play whatever you want, too. Isn't that right? Yeah, thanks for the plug, brother. Yeah, I live, breathe, and, and eat. And, well, I'm just, yeah, I'm metal, dude. That's I'm, right. For a, for a soft fat dude, I'm actually pretty metal. <laughs> Well, no, you do a great job on the show, and uh, thanks, brother. I've listened on Friday nights, having because Tuesday's mostly thrash metal, right? Yeah, it's all thrash. It's yeah, a Tuesday night thrash bash. Yeah, which so, is a, which is awesome 4 PM too. Four p.m. to eight p.m. Okay, four Eastern p.m. Standard Time. Okay, and then on Fridays, what is it? Six p.m. to one a.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's my long show, man. I play all kinds of different subgenres, everything from old school traditional to thrash to sludge to doom to death you name it yep i, I pretty much play it the yeah. good stuff though and and as you as good as he is with movies he definitely knows all of his his metal <laughs> so you'll really enjoy it it's, it's a really fun show and uh, i join, appreciate that brother Thank absolutely you. join the chat room and he'll he'll take requests and everything and like i said i've, I've said this before i'll say it again I'm honored to be here. Oh, I'm honored to have you. So let's get right into it. Let's start some drama, but this time it's going to be courtroom <laughs> dramas. And uh, this one, there's a ton. So I'm, I'm curious what you came up with it for your favorites. Yeah, um, A Few Good Men. Absolutely. Uh, I think it's a fucking awesome courtroom dr drama. I think everybody's performance in that film was phenomenal. I mean, Jack Nicholson, how can you go wrong? But you can't handle the truth. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and all that. And, and Tom Cruise. I think the guy might be a weirdo in real life, but he can act his little fucking ass off. He man. can. He can. And uh, a, there's some good, oh, go uh, there's also great uh, supporting actors in that with like Kiefer Sutherland and uh, and others. So really Kevin well done. Pollock. Kevin Pollock's great. Yeah, everybody in it was good. Yeah. Everybody. Demi the Moore. guy even played the judge. I mean, there's not one weak link in that film. That's right. That's absolutely right. And what was his name? The guy that... He was a great character actor, and I'm drawing a blank right now. Is he the one that committed suicide in it? Yeah. Yeah, I know who you're thinking. Yeah, he's a he's great in that. Yeah, he was. He was phenomenal. Yep. Oh man, uh, Kramer versus Kramer, man. That's one that just pulls at my heartstrings every damn time I see it. Won it's the Academy like, Award Best Picture. Yes, I know, and it was just a really like the whole thing about it because it wasn't just you know it it was the you know, yeah, I, I saw both people's point of view, and even though I, I still think Mrs. Kramer was wrong for what she did, not for leaving, you know, if she wasn't happy, I get that, but just to up and leave like mm -hmm. she did, and just abandon the kid, basically, and then act like it was okay for her to just come back like everything, like as if nothing happened. Right. I did have a problem with that. At the same time, though, I did feel sorry for her when his fucking lawyer just goes for the throat and says, were you a failure in the most important relationship of your life? Yeah. And she doesn't want to answer the question. She keeps saying it and that. And, and he just like basically yells at her, where are you? And she breaks down and cries. And even Dustin's like, did you have to be so hard on her? Yeah. Did you have to be so brutal. And he's like, you want the kid, don't you? It was just, wow, you know, phenomenal film. First movie to rule. I mean, there are probably others, but that's a one to really get in divorce and like all and what you go through through the court system, you know. Oh, the pain and the you know. I mean, because yeah, in that part where he tells her, he's like, you know, I realize now I was wrong. That if a woman wants a career, you know, you're right. I think you're right, and I was, you know, stupid for feeling the way I was. He goes, but by the same token. I don't see where it's written that a woman's a better parent simply because she's a woman. Right. You know, and the part where he looks at her and he goes, you know, he basically talks about him and his boy and how they built a life together. And he goes, if you destroy that, it could be irreparable. And he looks right at her and he goes, man, Joanne, please don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it to me again. You know, like, you know, it's already bad. You, you know, because it broke his heart when she left. Obviously, he did not see it coming no. at all mm -hmm. you know i mean he i think he was a guy who was so obsessed with his job and work and i think he felt like it you know it was his job to provide for his family and and i think with mr kramer he was more focused on oh well if i just provide that's enough and obviously it was not no because it goes you way know? beyond that yeah 
Yeah. So, uh, but a damn good movie. Oh yeah, and, and brilliant actors. I mean, you and know, I think yeah. I think I think he was still in love with her though deep down because at the end when he kisses her, you know, you know, it was a good movie and it, it was hard because like when the one lawyer says, "Well, your kid almost lost an eye," and yeah, and and, and he's just like. And then she says, I would never have said anything to him if I thought he was going to throw that in your face. And I do believe her. I don't think she meant for that to happen. But it was a really good movie, and it really brought home, you know, divorces are hard, man, especially on the little ones. Yep. Man. Well, also, and, and you bring up a good point about the lawyers. The lawyers really don't care about each – they're trying to win their case. And right. they are completely – uh, you know, they, they're not going to care about feelings when it comes to that. Whereas no. the, the people actually involved, they're, they're the one that care. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. All right. What are your other ones? Sleepers. Oh, nice. Yeah. I thought that was a really, not only that a great courtroom drama, but it's a great revenge movie. Yeah. Uh, love it. Thought everybody in it was great. Um, really great movie. Yeah. That's a good pick. Presumed Innocent. Oh, you know, I'm so glad you picked this because it's such an underrated movie, and what a great... Oh, it's a great fucking movie, man. Great twist. Yes, yes, the whole thing. I mean, that's almost a film that could be a courtroom drama, but almost kind of a neo-noir thing to me, in, in my opinion. What then do, I had the verdict. Oh, oh the one with Paul Newman. Yeah. Uh, it's been a number of years since I've seen it, but I definitely remember when I watched it as a kid, it, 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 uh, it definitely put an impression on me, and I love Paul Newman. He's fucking great. Yeah, he played. It was kind of like uh, down on his luck. Lawyer, he's an alcoholic trying to get get his groove back, and uh, right. it, that's a brutal one. Yeah, it is. Yeah, another one that was brutal that I picked, The Accused. Oh, yeah, that's it. for me. That was a one and done. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying, but I feel like I had to put it on the list. Oh, man. I agree. It's just one of those ones that you know you have to put on the list. But you're right, dude. That's not one. I'm like, oh yeah, I can like I can watch a few good men more than once. Oh the sure. The Accused is just. A little too much, man. Yeah. It's like, wow. I mean, it's well done, and it's a phenomenal film. I'm not ripping on it at all, but it really doesn't make you feel good about your fellow human beings. No, so not at all. Sure. I was in when I was in college. One of my classes made us watch the rape scene, just the rape scene, and oh. it, you know, walking outside is like pretty much everyone looked. At, you know, like I felt like dirty just being a male. You know, seeing that scene. You know, right? Twelve Angry Men. Absolutely. I mean, another, uh, you know, that one, Henry Fonda, great movie, great performances all around, and a uh, fantastic film. Definitely. And great character actors in that one, too. Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, the Kane Mutiny is uh, another one I have. Oh, Humphrey Bogart. Yeah. I his performance in that was fucking amazing. And then you got Fred McMurray. Yep. Who's, who's the guy who basically sells him out. And I just love the whole film. And then how Jose Ferrer just basically calls him out. Like, you know, this guy... Yeah, I prosecuted, you know, I made him look bad and I did what I had to do to save your asses, but this guy wasn't right. Y'all knew he wasn't right. And instead of trying to get him help, you basically just fucked him over yep. and ruined his military career. So great, great job, guys. You know, like, and he just throws the drink in McMurray's face. Loved it. Loved it. And there's one Bogart movie that a lot of people forget when they think of Bogart. Oh, yeah. 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 And it's a great performance, man. It really is. Because you do kind of feel sorry for him, you know, almost kind of like I always kind of compare that in Jack Nicholson with a few good men because Nicholson believed he did the right thing. That's right. That's right. You know, he doesn't look at it, what he did as a bad thing. Yeah. It's, it's sad the kid died. And he didn't mean for the kid to die. But hey, gives a fuck up, man. Yeah. Yes. Uh, From the hip with Judd Nelson. Oh, <laughs> I haven't seen this in years. But I loved it as a kid, man, and I think Judd Nelson was great. John Hurt was amazing in it. Um, just a really cool flick. Uh, it was funny in parts, but serious in others. And I love John Hurt in just about anything he does. So. Oh yeah. Yep. And he didn't and have an. He didn't have an alien. List with, yeah, he didn't have an alien coming out of him either. No, That's no, man. <laughs> but yeah, um, but I've been a John Hurt fan ever since because my parents, you know, they used to watch, you know pretty well-rounded folks and they watched uh i claudius on masterpiece theater mm. and that's the first time i remember seeing him as a kid and i was like this and he played caligula oh. so i'm like man what is wrong with this guy <laughs> you know because i don't know if you've ever seen that dude but they don't hold any bars with it like they show you caligula and all his um oh yeah oh, yeah. yeah yeah and uh 
I was just like, whoa. And that was the first time, even as a kid, I was like, whoa. I remember watching it going, should I be watching this? This is fucked up. No, I, I know. Up, but it's, it's, it's messed up. And then I saw him in Alien. But I've seen him in a lot of different movies. And I think he was a very, very great actor. I awesome agree. Actor. Absolutely. And then, so what's your final pick? Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. Heartbreaking. Yeah, it's a, it's a tearjerker, too, but a damn good movie. And I'm sure there could have been other ones I could have picked, man. I mean, there's so many uh, courtroom dramas, it's not even funny. But those were the ones that came immediately to my mind. And that's perfect. That's a tremendous list. And I guarantee no one else is going to pick From the Hip. So this is why we have you on, Metal Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. You know, I, I like to, you know, think outside the box sometimes. We got to go deep, man. All right, it's been a while, but I'm back with my other brother, Brian. How you doing? All right. Cool. So we're going to court. We're going on yeah. trial. And we're going to do our favorite courtroom dramas, though. I'm being loose with, with the quote-unquote drama. Like, if you do happen to oh, find a courtroom uh, comedy, which there may be I have some one, Actually, yeah, just, I'm adding one to my list. Okay, that sounds comedy, good. so all right. I, courtroom drama is like the standard phrase people use when they're describing, like, courtroom movies. Yeah, so, yeah but yeah. it's, yeah, I mean, there's definitely comedies that use the the, oh, form, yeah. the pattern of the of the drama exactly exactly so. and probably a lot of people are going to pick that one movie if i if i will yeah, we'll get to two yeah. i can think of yeah. but yeah there's one is my is on my favorite list sure so, yeah. might All even right. have my in it right yeah, yeah. <laughs> my b yeah <laughs> cool let's just get right into it all right let's go through it all right well so i'll start with that one since we yeah <laughs> we <laughs> no, give it away. my yeah. cousin Vinny. yes is, yeah i just added that to my list now because mm -hmm. you said we can do comedy yeah, so yeah. yeah but i mean I love that movie. There's a little so, drama to it in the sense of, yeah, yeah they I mean, could go to jail. Yeah, the, I mean, the characters do seem to be in genuine peril yeah. because they're relying on <laughs> their cousin Vinny, yeah. get, who has no legal experience whatsoever, to get them out of uh, you know a huge jam. And, yeah. And so, yeah, and that, before that, they, some genuine drama. And I, yeah. I think that helps with the whole the comedy. Like, it, there is because of the tension that yeah. it like builds it better. The comedy is better for that. That's a great point, and, yeah. and especially when the the first lawyer. Well, that was kind of working with him. So Ralph Macho was using Vinny, and then the other guy, which I forget his friend's name, was using the yeah. the shh shh shoot sh 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 you like as a yeah. stuttering guy. So yeah, that, that's a great scene. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, lawyer is so fun. Like, oh, great! So many great character actors in that. And uh, Fred yeah. Gwen as the judge. As the judge. It was uh, uh, Herman Munster. Yes, and then the um, cop, the main sheriff, was um, the motorcycle guy in Animal House. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's, uh, he's in that. He's in. He's a lot I of stuff. I forget that guy's name, but he's in the, so many movies as yeah. a character actor, yeah. But Frank and Marissa Gwynn. Tomei was oh, awesome. Tomei she won the yeah. Academy Award for that, right? She it's, did. Uh, she deserved it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. oh, a great movie. Even the um, the main uh, prosecutor. Mm -hmm. he, he's a yeah. famous uh, he's good. character, and, yeah, too. They're just all, all around great cast. Yeah. Great movie. Ralph yeah. Macchio. Yeah. 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 Ralph Macchio. You kind of forget <laughs> the Karate Kids in it, too. Yeah. So. And you didn't even think of him as a Karate Kid necessarily, either. Like, it was good. Yeah. Like, it was distinct character so it was good yeah um, he didn't have to carry the film so yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> pretty much yeah. Pesci, so. Pesci and Marissa Tomei that's right yeah yeah. But yeah that movie's great and I mean Legally Blonde is an honorable mention for mm -hmm. the comedy dramas but it, I mean it's not one of my favorites but I do like that movie yeah. a lot yeah. yeah well I'm sure well actually so, we someone should, else might Rachel might could have been on just for more. that yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good movie, but it's uh, yeah, I wouldn't list it as a it's favorite a of mine, but I do like it. Yeah. So let's get into the actual drama. So the drama, yeah. all right. So no particular order. Okay. Um, my first one is A Few Good Men. Uh, yeah, I think that's going to be on everyone's list. It's, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's just a classic. I mean, it's a, of course it's a military courtroom drama, yeah. but it's I don't know, it perfectly cast mm -hmm. in, in a lot of ways. I, I don't know. I mean, Jack Nicholson is the the Marine Colonel. And, yeah. His uh, oh, that famous scene, yeah, assistant with yeah. uh, or I mean, his lieutenant, um, Donald or Kiefer Sutherland, yep. and uh, Kevin Bacon's in it, yep, <laughs> so it's connected to everyone else. That's right, of course, it's <laughs> seven degrees, yeah, six degrees, six degrees, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah um, I don't know, I thought Tom Cruise is really good in that. He was he's, he plays lawyers pretty well, I and mean, yeah. he's in the firm, the firm's great. yeah, it's a good movie, it's not one of my favorites, but I, he was really good in that, mm -hmm. um. Demi yeah, Moore's Demi in it. Moore is good. Kevin Pollak yeah. is great. Yeah, I don't know. It's just yeah, it's just like very tense drama. Yeah, it's really good. It's without being like, I mean, Rob Reiner directed it. Yeah, right? he did. So yeah, yeah. Just think of him as comedy director. It's really too bad. Really, people only remember that movie pretty much for Nicholson's line. You know, yeah, you can't handle the truth, but it's the, the movie's yeah. long. Like yeah, the movie's pretty long. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot going on in that movie. It's really yeah. I think the the ending was. 
wasn't quite like the happy happy ending, but it was yeah. the right like the right outcome. I yeah. think overall, so it was it was good. Yeah, that's a perfect way to put it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes the like the it, best ending isn't the it happiest. Didn't cop out and make it super happy. Exactly. Like it could have it could have done that. But yeah. yeah, it had definitely a little mixed emotions going on. Yeah, yeah. All right, my next movie is To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. Yep. Which I think I don't know. Most people think of their ideal lawyer as Atticus Finch, mm-hmm. so that's I don't know. Probably my my take on that too yeah I mean, he's uh gregory peck probably his his greatest all-time role yep. i mean he's probably most known for that which um, is saying a lot because he's been in a lot of great movies yeah so, and yeah. the and the movie i mean the book is one of the all-time american classic literature yeah. classics mm-hmm. and the movie does no disservice to it whatsoever it's it's a great movie did you read up. the book first or see the movie read the book first in class and mm-hmm. then i we had to watch the movie as like an assignment right to like compare the two and so <laughs> i remember writing some like we had to write like a movie review of the oh, that's of the fun movie. yeah but we had to work in like how it compared to compare the book that's actually kind of fun compared, yeah that yeah was, Kind of a good assignment. It was a great movie too. It's good, good to be able to watch a movie for for homework. Did you ever read the sequel that came out? No, I didn't want to. I, yeah. I don't know. Did you read it? I didn't, and yeah. uh, you know, I, I mixed emotions with that because I don't believe Harper Lee ever wanted it to really come out anyway. So yeah, I'm not yeah. sure she did, and yeah. it's hard it's hard to know because she had the the um, mental illness. Exactly. Right? So it's hard to say if she's really really wanted that out. So. That's right. That's right. And if she did write that, if she, yeah, I don't know. Maybe she wrote it and then. She needed to get it down on paper, but then it didn't, I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to say. I just, yeah, I didn't want to read it after. What an amazing story, though. I mean, you basically write one of the most famous novels of all time, and yeah, that's it. and that's about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I know. Crazy. One hit and wonder, but yep. what a hit. <laughs> what a hit. <laughs> what yeah, a hit. exactly. Uh, all right. So next I have Inherit the Wind. Yes, this is a great one. I'm was really glad a, you picked this. Was it a 50s movie? I forget when it came out. Yeah, Fif- yeah. I think 50s. So Spencer Tracy is one of the stars. Yep. Uh, Frederick March. Yep. And Gene Kelly, mm-hmm. there too. That's um, right. Tracy and March are the the opposing DAs, and this is mm-hmm. a fictionalized account of the Scopes Monkey Trial. That's right. Um, and pretty much all the characters are like true to their historical basis, but um, they just change all the names and everything. Yeah. So uh, Gene Kelly is more or less supposed to play H.L. Mencken, the journalist, and. Mm-hmm. Spencer Tracy is Clarence Darrow, except not it's not his real name in the right. movie, not his name in the movie. And then uh, William, um, March is William Jennings Bryan, right. who was famous for being a populist, like across the gold speech and all that. If you right. remember back to history class, yes. So yeah, but he was uh, he was defending the or prosecuting the case, I guess. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, this is one where this would be the one they show in in class if they didn't really feel like teaching that day. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Did, yeah. I think I did watch it in yeah. history class in eleventh grade or something like that. <laughs> but this is one where I, I watch outside of yeah, class. Yeah, I watched it yeah. again once or twice since then. It was yeah, it was still uh, holds up. Yeah, yeah, great, great movie, mm-hmm. great courtroom drama. Yeah, um, one of my favorite of the like the older black and white kind of courtroom drama. Yeah, because yeah. I, I I've seen Twelve Angry Men. Wait, is that? Yeah, it's Twelve Angry. Yeah, yeah, I've seen yeah. it. I've seen Twelve Angry Men, but I kind of felt like that's not something I want to revisit over and over. Even yeah. though I thought like the acting is great and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, this have you one seen Amy some... Schumer's uh, take on? 12 no, Angry I have. Oh yeah, I think I did. It was like a, a short a skit that she did. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah it's basically yeah. them like. <laughs> I don't know what I can say. Is she um, lustable? Basically, right. yeah, that's a kind way of putting it. So yeah, it's really funny. Yeah, yeah. that was good. Yeah. All right, and then uh, my last my last one is the verdict starring Paul Newman. Yeah, I had to get a Newman one. In Absolutely. There, so. Yeah, uh, and he's he's going up against James Mason in a I don't know a malpractice legal or a medical malpractice case. Right. And the tough thing is that like they were offering a night uh, for the time like it, was, it takes place in like what 1980 or something. Like yeah. That. For the time, it was like a generous settlement mm-hmm. of a few hundred thousand dollars, and then he's a drunk and kind of out of his luck. Down his luck, yep. Down his luck attorney, mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, thinks, okay, well, this is an easy win. And then he, I don't know, something happens and he decides that, no, I have to fight this case. And right. Like, so it's kind of like his path back to redemption. Exactly. Like getting over his alcoholism and then yeah. fighting for the just cause in this case. Yeah, so, great movie. I mean, yeah, great pretty acting. much Paul Newman is a win-win no matter what. Yeah, so, he, yeah. I, he didn't win the Oscar for this, no. although a lot of people expected him to win it for yeah. that. And people in retrospect or in later years have said he should have won that. Who was the I, director? I don't remember. Oh, I think Sidley Sidney Sidney Lumet. Lumet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was written by David Mamet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Who also wrote A Few Good Men, I think. That's right. Or no, that was Sorkin. 
So Sorkin wrote that one? Okay. Uh, yeah, I think, I don't know. Okay. I have to, I don't know. We'll have to look it up. Yeah, but Lumet <laughs> and Mallet are like the, yeah. the go-to, sta- yeah. the gold standard back then. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, good. So, so. What a great, yeah, that's, that's a great list. list. All, right. All right. I'm glad I mentioned comedy so we can yeah, talk about my cousin Vinny. Of course. So, thanks, thanks, Brian. All right, we're back with Malin. Welcome back, Malin. Hey, Brian. All right, for this week, we're going to talk about, originally I was going to do courtroom dramas, and those are definitely still fine because that's like the standard term for them. But I also wanted to make it courtroom movies because there are other fun courtroom movies that aren't drama based. So I'm opening it up to that. So uh, we'll oh, see. Yeah, we'll see what see you have. Open. So you mean it's open to like liar, liar and like garbage like that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We love garbage. So <laughs> it's true. I do. I don't I don't usually like Jim Carrey, um, but uh, and I wasn't going to include liar, liar, but I, it's funny that you mentioned that it's not just dramas anymore. That's right. I was only really looking at dramas, but now that you now that you mention it, I guess there are like uh, some really notable uh, courtroom comedies. My cousin Vinny, which I haven't seen, and Liar Liar, which I've seen, but I don't like Jim Carrey. So my cousin Vinny was the reason we opened it up. So <laughs> that's pretty uh, much it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, I don't have any comedies for you. That's okay. This is the original premise anyway. So let's get right into it. Okay. Cool. So, uh, first on my list is To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I figure that, I, I hope that's on more lists than just mine. Um, but, uh, yeah, Gregory Peck is just fantastic in that. And I think um, a lot of the us are, of my generation at least, are introduced to the book and the film probably during high school, but even even outside of that, I think I'd seen it earlier on than that. It's just an amazing movie um, and amazing characters and uh, just, a, yeah, just really fascinating issues being dealt with. Did you, uh, really rich film. Did you read the book first or did you see the movie? Huh, I saw the movie first because I saw the movie as a child. Mm-hmm. I read the book as a young adult and uh, saw the movie later as a teenager, so in a different context, um, and then read to the Watchtower um, last year. Mm-hmm. Um, did you, so did the movie? So since you saw the movie first, which one do you actually like better? Oh, I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I think that I was so spoiled um, by my memory of the movie, yeah. and at that age, reading the book, it was difficult to read the book without. Uh, without seeing those actors portraying them yeah you know yeah portraying those characters but the book is so beautifully written her um descriptions of the town that they're living in um uh are, are just you know really poetic and amazing absolutely so i guess looking back on it now i i i like the book a lot um I think it's it stands on its own. It certainly does. Next, uh, The Accused with uh, Jodie Foster and I think Kelly McGillis. Yes, is that right. Yeah, absolutely brutal scene in there. Oh yeah, that yeah. is a that is a tough one to watch. Yeah. Um, but the the acting and the story and everything is really amazing. And the the intensity of the courtroom scenes uh, is really heightened by I, I guess just how much you get involved with these characters during the film. So it's interesting that it's a courtroom drama, but it really, it's a character piece. And, That's true. Um, and it would have been interesting if they even, fl- you, I could see the actresses being flipped where, you know, Kelly McGillis could have played the victim and, and Jodie Foster could have been the lawyer too. Oh, absolutely. That's an interesting idea. So um, it's funny you mentioned that. So uh, the National Theater in London, they did a production of Frankenstein a while back mm-hmm. and they had Donnie Lee Miller and Benedict Cumberbatch playing uh, Dr. Frankenstein and the creature in on alternating nights. So one night it would be uh, Cumberbatch's uh, Dr. Frankenstein and Johnny Lee Miller as the creature, and then the next night or performance they would reverse it. Oh, okay. Um, so, and that was really really fascinating because uh, to come back to your point um, uh, about switching the the roles, um, the two different versions of the production. I thought were really interestingly different. Um, Johnny Lee Miller was not playing the creature nearly the same way as Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch took a, a more kind of dejected adult um, trying to find an identity with kind of uh, limited uh, mental resources, but Johnny Lee Miller played it as kind of a, 
as though the creature were growing from an infant stage into like uh, into adulthood by finding things out about himself and his quote unquote father. No, so anyway, but my my it just kind of made me think about no switching their roles. I'm sure it would be really really fascinating. I can't yeah I, I think it'd be fascinating to see how. It, different it would be for them to switch yeah and i think it really makes sense in the example you gave because that gives you uh you know motivation to go back and watch the same uh play again because you're going to see kind of a different play i think that's kind of really cool in a way yeah yeah Yeah. it absolutely was um kind of maybe not like seeing a completely different play but certainly it's like seeing almost a different production of it exactly exactly what do you have next Next, uh, this is the last one on my list, actually. Okay. Cry in the Dark with everybody's favorite Oscar. My brain is just um, Sophie's Choice. Oh, Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Yes. Yeah. Death Becomes Her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this um, came no, out in anyway, 1988. Anyway, I, I yeah. Cry in the Dark where she plays, uh, based on true life event film, um, the mother who lost her child in the Australian outback becomes accused of being responsible for the death of the child. Uh-huh. And, and it plays out over decades, and Meryl Streep is just amazing in it. Uh, you were, it, It's nearly impossible to uh, see her kind of as Meryl Streep. She really just is uh, this role. her character in yeah. that. And then I'll, I'll, if we're calling Meryl Streep uh, Sophie's Choice Lady, then Jurassic Park guy is in this too. Yeah, Sam Neill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, you know, Meryl Streep was in another really good courtroom film that, you know, is kind of almost going to mention that. Maybe I will anyway. Kramer versus Kramer. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Mike, who is on this uh, podcast, that was one of his top ones uh, because it really gets it's one of the few movies that really get into courtroom divorce. You know, usually it's murder, yeah. murder cases or, or rape cases or, you know, assault, but not necessarily divorce. Yeah, I was going to mention it. I guess my, my hesitance is that it does. It has a. Can I spoil something? Sure. We can do, yeah, this is not a spoiler-free zone, right? No. no so, the, so I feel like the end has an unearned happy ending. Um, oh, I agree with that. Yeah, so I'm a bit hesitant about putting it way up top of my list. Mm-hmm. But Meryl Streep is, is everyone, actually everyone. Is it does not. Even the, even the kid is, too. But, you know, that, yeah. you know regarding spoiler it's the movie's almost 40 years old. So, yeah, come on. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you can tell where they kind of take a left turn. It, it, it's, it's like, you know, films um, really date themselves when you watch them because if they're in, like, the 80s, maybe the late 70s, but certainly, like, the early 80s, mid to mid 80s drama um, movies that you can tell are meant for a much wider um, audience. Yeah. Uh, they'll go kind of full bent until about two thirds of the way into the film where you think, oh, we're going to get like some type of a payoff or whatever. And then they just, they totally switch gears. They throw in the happy ending. Yeah. So there's all of this promise that you're going to get an exploration of some like really interesting, challenging um, uh, issues. And, you almost get there, and then they turn around and they're like, "Okay, well, you know, we we took you most of the way. Hope you thought of some like interesting stuff. Had a good time. Here's your happy ending. Bye." Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why the '70s were so great because they were gritty and they didn't necessarily give you exactly what you wanted. Yeah. 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 Great picks, Malin. Thank you so much. Thanks, Brian. She's back. <laughs> you know from the intro you know that she, when she starts laughing she's back one of our favorite guests danielle welcome back thank you so it's been a while but you've been super busy but you've always want you you always tell me you want to be back on just of finding course. the time yes but we found the time and that's all that matters yes and so this she's back we're taking her to court and okay. that's the only way we can get her on the podcast. That's just scary. Yeah, so we're, we're suing you to get back on the podcast. So, to do it, we always ask you to come Judge, up with a, <laughs> Judge Danielle. <laughs> if you didn't know already, one of Danielle's favorite shows is Judge Judy. It's not my favorite. It's just like, it's, it's, my, fun. it's my shame. How do you say like, Guilty pleasure. Guilty pleasure. It's funny. It's, it, it's great. hilarious to watch. I'm a people's court kind of guy. <laughs> you, you like Judge Judy and I think that's good. <laughs> so, as always, we, we always ask you to come up with a list. And yes. some people come up with top five. Some people do top ten. <laughs> Usually you do a top six. But today, you it's, must you top seven. It's been so long, yeah. so why not? <laughs> one extra. <laughs> so we do a top seven. Okay. So, 
We usually go from number seven down to number one, yes. just if, in case you forgot. Yes. Okay, so let's start with number seven. <laughs> Sometimes, well, when I can count, right? Yes. Sometimes it doesn't go in that way. <laughs> You're, she's a lefty. We never know what's going to happen. <laughs> okay, no, go, no, go. No, no. <laughs> You're waiting for me. No, I'm, the, I'm the host. host. <laughs> yes, my fault. Number seven. So, first of it all, like, Let's forget it now. About number seven. I you told me to go. I know. I don't know if it does like count. So let's hope so. So let's. You're see. not sure if they're really courtroom yes. movies. Okay. I just like remember uh -huh. having court scenes <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> Wait, you and you and me, you and Malin get carte blanche. Like I just kind of let you guys do whatever you want because you're a good guests. So. I hope, whatever, the listening audience loves this, so go okay. ahead, do whatever um, you want. So my number six, seven. Seven. <laughs> She's already skipping. It is I Am Sam. Okay. And it is with uh, Champagne. Yep. And that, I, I forgot the little girl's name. Well, she's not a little girl anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think it's Susan Sarandon. Okay. Yeah. Is it she on the... So he has... Well, she was also in Dead Men Walking with him. Yeah, that's why I, I mixed it. Okay. But um, I don't know who was the lawyer. But anyway, I don't think it was her. Okay. Anyway, I don't remember. Go get your phone. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Do a side search. I'm gonna be here. Like now we know. Now we know <laughs> who runs. Go on that day. I'm gonna be here talking, talking. <laughs> She'll just start laughing. It doesn't matter. Anyway, so anyway, I, yeah. I don't know if it counts as a court movie. You know, I'm never, I know of I am Sam. It's the famous uh, movie because of Tropical Thun Tropic Thunder. Well, they always talk about you, you don't go full whatever because uh -huh. he went f full retard. That's what oh, they said. Oh, my God. I didn't and, know that. And so, yeah. And so when he did, that's why he didn't, it was kind of it's, panned. It's, a, yeah. it's beautiful. The movie's so sad. And, you know, he has mental issues yep. and he's raising his daughter. Mm -hmm. But um, so at, there's a time that he cannot do it anymore. Or it's Michelle Pfeiffer. And then Dakota Fanning is the girl. Yeah, yeah, the girl. I think the lawyer is, I, I don't remember as well, but she's very arrogant. And she, to prove that she's not, like she's a good person, she takes his case pro bono. Mm. And she starts representing him. And he moves her. It's like, you know, he loses the, the daughter in the, you know, in the movie. Yeah. Uh, a lot happens, but it's so sad. And yeah. Champagne, he's really good actor. So oh, no, he's, he's a great very actor. convincing yeah. and he's very emotional. So, yeah, there is court scenes. <laughs> There's court scenes in there. Okay. So, yes, I'm counting. Yes. <laughs> good enough for me. It's probably but, not the traditional courtroom movie, but good job. Thank you. Number six. Number six, it's uh, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Okay. So, this could have been I, one of your favorite horror movies, too. <laughs> it's not my favorite horror yeah. movie. I watched it, like, a while ago. I don't remember 100%. But I know this was um, inspired, and not inspired, how do you say, like... Based on a true story? Based mm -hmm. on a true story of uh, a girl. Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course, Emily Rose is a girl. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so there is the court, or the court name, because uh, there's always um, exorcism at that time. It was like if you had a epilepsy, they would think that was something wrong. It was a spiritual right. and everything. So, uh -huh. actually, in the movie, as well as in this story, like if you go uh, search online, the real case, they try. Do you remember what what year this oh, was? In the 1800s, 1700s? I don't or? remember. Okay, but I do go your no go the, the, your search. <laughs> That's your job. Thank you. <laughs> Danielle is now the producer of the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh -huh. she, she should be like oh, while I'm talking she should be looking yeah exactly <laughs> Winley's the one that does it but no like it was... no no I'm kidding uh, anyway uh, so... you never let me know your picks how am I supposed to research <laughs> I know but anyway the, the movie's great uh, it is like they put like the horror issue of course they, they it's a horror movie yeah because they're not gonna explore the epilepsy uh, thing but I, at the end of the day the, the story is she uh, dies because of the exorcism and the movies because of that okay she was she was she died by uh, malnutrition and you know like all that because she was tied and you know like didn't feed her so this happened in real life okay 
So I really like that movie. I like horror movies, but right. when he's like mix it like that, you know, of course, I, for my opinion, she did have epilepsy. It was nothing spiritual. No. So, but it's a very interesting movie. Of course, it's very horror. Or this, you know, they you jump from the chair sure. like Super freaking so <laughs> annoying. Yeah. But it is a good movie because it's inspired on. Oh, true story. Yes, that oh, is not. It's not supernatural before people think like, oh, she believes. No, no, no. It's inspired on her true story oh, yeah. that. The, the Catholic Church had to go through court because, oh, yeah. you know, what they did. They're doing stuff like this. Well, no, <laughs> doctors, if they thought you had a headache, they'd drill you a hole in your head to let out the evil spirits. So, oh, yeah. uh, times have changed a little bit. Yes. So, number five. Number five. So, it is uh, Primal Fear. That's a great movie. I have said that movie With Richard before. Gere. Yes, yeah. and uh, Norton. Edward, Edward, Edward Norton. Norton. Actually, I believe uh, Metal Mike, who's on there, that was one of his picks. Oh, okay. Or, or so, possibly Keith. I'm not, I'll have to listen again. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so I think it's a great movie. Mm -hmm. Also, I watched great it ending. years ago. I would never imagine the ending. Yeah. I would never. Even when the guy said those, I thought, like, okay, he's pretending... All this time yeah. that he has some, you know, he has mm -hmm. double personality. Don't, get, oh, don't give it away. Oh, shit. <laughs> and then you kill my mo my motto. Like, I was going yeah, to yeah. do that. And that's true. I cannot say that. But and it's an old movie. If you didn't watch then, until then, just too bad. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Explain it. I'm not. Yeah. We will say it's a it's a, a unexpected ending. It is totally unexpected. Yeah. I, I thought I had it. You know, yeah, like sure. when Hirschhead when Gear turns to him and asks, I was like, oh, I knew it. And then he answers like, shit, I exactly. didn't know. Yeah. So it was good. No, it's it a good twist. Good. It's a really good... I, I don't know if... The reason I didn't want you to explain it, I don't know if a lot of people have seen it. That's a thing. It's yeah. a good movie. So. Because I, I don't think people think you Richard Gere is good actor right, to like oh woman. it's an old movie i'm not gonna waste my time yeah. watching that you know mm -hmm. just, but it is I, I don't like his him as an actor for sure but the movie itself the plot is really good but edward norton's a great and actor he's great yeah yeah very so. difficult to work with they say but yes. good actor number four number four it is <laughs> Also based on true stories, yeah. Erin Brukovich. Uh, er, that is definitely based on a true story yes. in California. And <laughs> We're with, having this right now. PG&E, yeah. I know, but mm -hmm. uh, it is great. It is a court movie. Well, I mean, she does take them to court, yeah. I mean, that's, Come on, yeah. she's a legal assistant. I, yeah. Do they actually go to court? I'm trying to no, remember. No, I never saw a court scene in the movie because it's always based on her. But It's a legal movie. Oh, come on, it's I'll all get, the same. No, it's not. It's yeah. a courtroom movie. You got to be in court. Well, they did. We just don't <laughs> see it happening. <laughs> yeah, she's they right. They just show the results. Exactly. At the end, they say, da-da-da-da-da, one, no, no, it's yeah. not at the end. It's all the time because she works with a lawyer, so there's always court going on. She just don't go there. This is why we have you on. Because... <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't go there mm -hmm. because she's the assistant. She doesn't need to. She okay. deals with the case right. that will go through court. Right. But we don't need, you know, it's implied. So, okay. <laughs> this has turned into an implied courtroom movie. So. Well, take it or leave it. <laughs> I'm going to take it because I want to have you on again. So, but it, all, all seriousness, this is what, probably one of her best roles. Yeah. And I think she might have won no, an Academy no. Award yeah, for Yeah, I it. think she did. But I like her in the Mona Lisa Smile. Too. Oh, she's she's a great actress. But this is, to me, if you're going to like a top five, it's in her top five. Yes, yes. Yeah. She's really good. Yeah. She's really good in that movie. No, yes. I agree. Very moving as well. Yes. Really good. Number three. Let's see actually if they go to court in this one. So number three. <laughs> number three is also based on a true story and i love the movie mm -hmm. it's big eyes so i've never seen this but uh, you've always talked about it uh so big eyes is uh, from tim burton yes and it is based on the uh, on the life of the margaret i don't know her name that her last came came uh, something like that and she is the artist that paints that you know those portraits with where the dolls have big eyes and she was verbally abused i don't think verbally abused but she was mentally abused by her husband margaret Keane. yes yeah and her husband takes credit for her work and um 
So Christoph Waltz plays her husband. Oh, he's a jerk. But he's a great actor. I know. Yeah. That's why I hated him on that movie. You can't. I can't stand the guy. I don't like the actress as much. Amy Adams. Yeah, okay. I, I don't think she's great, but she's good on that. That role, role. Yeah. but it's, they could have a better actress to do that role. Yeah, but him is disgusting. I can't stand him. Mm. So she's kind of bland, but uh, okay, she's, yeah. it's, it's she fine. Does the job. But the, the movie is based on the artist's okay. life, and there is a court scene. Okay, where they need to prove who is paying the real artist. because she he he put her he on a small room and she's painting paint, paint all the time and he's pretending he is the artist he's taking all the credit so it's so sad like and she finally like can brief and she owns it and he's i don't know who sue is who and they go to court okay See, they really good it's not implied court i uh, know <laughs> it's not the whole movie but it's on court it's but, it happens. Scene, yeah. <laughs> but it is like the important scenes is in the courtroom yeah. so it is so cute it is a cute movie very moving and i really like it now this is one i definitely want to see i haven't seen this one this you should good. yes it's really good okay number two number two oh i i, I <laughs> that movie is so sad number two yeah well, are you gonna tell us i no because <laughs> i'm gonna cry anyway i'm leaving bye <laughs> it is There's philadelphia you. oh yeah definitely. and oh i cried from the beginning to the end. Yeah. Every time I see that movie, I cry. When I listen to the song, I have tears on my the eyes. The uh, So, what can I say about that movie? It's amazing. It is amazing. They, I, I mean, between Tom Hanks and Denzel Washington, it's hard to say who's better because they're both equally. They both play off each other really well. Yes, yes. But I think, wow, Tom Hanks, he just, he always surprises us, right? Well, that was, that was like the beginning of him going on like his... His level of nobody's better than Tom Hanks in yes. the 90s. Because yes. before he was like a comedic actor in the 80s. Exactly. And then I think Philadelphia was like his first. And then he did uh, Forrest Gump and Apollo 13. I mean, he did all of the end of uh, Castaway. Like, that it, Castaway yeah. was amazing. Like every every movie he did yes. was one after another. I think, he, you know who is kind of like him? I think Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey? Yes. Because okay. he goes beyond what he, he should. He is now, yeah. There's that mm -hmm. movie, Dallas Buyers Club. Oh movie. my God, yeah. that movie's amazing. Yeah. So, uh, so Tom Hanks convinces he's amazing that movie. Yeah. And that's a courtroom movie. It right? is. Thank it, you. It is. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Good job. Okay, number one. Let's see if. if so, number if, one, there's no way that's not a courtroom Judge movie. Judy goes to Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> Judge Judy goes to, I can say the things like uh, with the braces and yeah. my accent yeah. it doesn't come out like Judge, Judge Judy, Judy. It, it's hard so and it's I, like, I speed it all over when I try yeah you should see my computer right now <laughs> Judge Judy I know I'm dry okay uh, so this movie was well what movie is it calm down <laughs> like, can I surprise the people <laughs> Number one. We hope you're still listening. Uh, I know they fall in the family, but right after, after oh, exercise of Emily Rose, I'm like, okay, I'm out. No, they're mad because I said the end of the. <laughs> I told the end of the. Like, oh, she's gonna spoil all. Oh this. yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> it's a time to kill. Oh yeah, yeah. So wow, Sandra Bullock, Samuel L. Jackson, and Matthew McConaughey. And he, yes, yeah. but he doesn't. He okay. He's the key uh, thing on that movie, kind of. He, he's the lead, but actually, Samuel L. Jackson plays a more powerful role in many ways because he he's got to keep. You know, he's the one dealing with everything. He's the one that lost his daughter. Yes, but he so Matthew. I cannot say his last name. McConaughey. Whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, he's like the savior, right? Mm -hmm. And oh my god, that last scene that I cannot say because yeah. people. Probably said, but that that ending. So like, that's your favorite Grisham movie. My what? So John Grisham is the author that wrote this book that yeah. turned into a movie. Okay. Um, there's other movies like The Runaway uh, Jury, The Firm. Yeah, um, I think that's my favorite. The one with Denzel uh, Pelican Brief. No. Okay. Yeah. I like Pelican Brief. Yeah. But I think this one is because you, yeah. it's it talks about racism and mm -hmm. you know like how it was how it could be you know like how happened and it is 
True, not not the well, movie, a, but no, like it's, it's not a, a yeah, yeah. And uh, the ending, his, his closing statement, yeah. I cried my eyes out. I mean, I really cried yeah. on that. I wasn't expecting him to say what he said. Yeah. And he's, you know, the last sentence yep. when he brings up, and wow. So it is my favorite. So that's my a great number one. That is definitely a courtroom, a courtroom movie. Well, and, from out of seven, I got two at yeah. least, right? But it's a thriller too, and uh, besides. Uh, Sandra Bullock's great. Um, Kevin Spacey plays the other DA. Yes, oh, Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Ashley Judd plays his wife, uh, Matthew McConaughey's wife, yeah. and Oliver Platt's in it. It's just, and Kiefer Sutherland's in it, too. So yeah. it's, it's a great cast. It's, yes. a, it's really worth your time. It's actually Grisham's first book, um, but it really, really wasn't well-known until The Firm came out. Oh. And then the firm sold crazy, and then they re-released *The Time to Kill*. So my dad had all of Grisham's books, so I, I know about a lot of these. But um, yeah, most of Grisham's novels that turned into movies are all great. But this is this is definitely one of them. Okay, great. Well, you're like you're like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no. We just want a spoiler, huh? Oh my! As God. always, we love having you on. Come back whenever you want. You can do a top twenty-seven list if you want to, <laughs> right? <laughs> and you can spoil whatever movie you like. Thank you. All right. <laughs> we are officially on Spotify now. So if you don't use iTunes, if you don't use the Podbean app, you can go to Spotify and get all of our past episodes. You can stream it on there. So if you're a Spotify user, you can go find Damn Good Movie Me- <laughs> I can't even say my own podcast. Damn Good Movie Memories. Yes, I know what I'm talking about. I'm the host, right? Okay, so go to Spotify, look for Damn Good Movie Memories. You can stream all of that stuff. And yeah, so if you don't want to use iTunes, you don't want to use Podbean, you can use Spotify as well. All right, before we sign off, we do have t-shirts are available for sale. All you have to do is go to TeePublic, that's T-E-E-P-U-B-L-I-C.com, and you can get your very own Damn Good Movie Memories t-shirt. You can get all sizes, any gender, you can get whatever you want just at the tip of your fingers. So just go to tpublic.com, look up Damn Good Movie Memories, and you can get your very own t-shirt. If you enjoy this podcast and are an iTunes user, please do the show a favor and head on over to the official iTunes page for Damn Good Movie Memories. Be sure to leave a rating and a review. This will allow the show to appear higher in the algorithm and spread the joy of this podcast to the masses. If you are not an iTunes user, you can still listen and subscribe on Podbean at damngoodmoviememories.podbean.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook under our Damn Good Movie Memories page. You can also listen to a limited number of episodes on YouTube. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and be sure to tune in next week for an all new episode of Damn Good Movie Memories. I am Dr. Fuck. And I'm the actual alcoholic. And we are part of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. We are the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. That's right. And the way you can check us out is we are on iTunes and also Podbeam. And we forgot a review recently. I got this review right here. It says right here, it says, Rock and Metal Combat Podcast is the greatest podcast in the world, and it's my number one podcast, signed by Science. Now, and then Science also said... Science! Science also said, my second favorite podcast is, it doesn't matter, the rest suck. Rock and Metal Combat Podcast on iTunes and Poppy. Check it out. Science!